This is Larry with, I almost said Unity of Tucson, uh, past Unity of Tucson, uh, retired, continuing with uh, sharing uh, a new look at, at an old god. Um, in, information that, that to me makes sense in my many years of ministry. Well, let's continue. Today's subject matter is prayer. But before beginning today's sharing, it is imperative vitally that this understanding rests upon what has been spoken to in the first two, oh, let me call them lessons, God and then birth and departures. Without this, and especially if some of what has been heard is new and even strange, the mind will probably revert to a previous belief about the practice of prayer, and then this sharing really won't make any sense at all. Unity's classic book, The Revealing Word, defines prayer in a very specific way, saying, Communion between God and man, taking place only in the innermost part of man's being. It is most highly accelerated mind action known. It steps up mental action until man's consciousness synchronizes with the Christ mind. It is the language of spirituality. When developed, it makes man master in the realm of creative ideas. It is an affirmation of truth that eternally exists, but which has not yet perhaps come into consciousness. It comes into consciousness not by supplication, but by affirmation. So, a firm understanding of God must be the foundation of an understanding of prayer. If God yet remains endowed with anthropomorphic qualities, then prayer will be defined within such words as beseech, supplicate, beg, and similar. In my understanding, and within the teachings of my chosen spiritual path, primarily unity and new thought, the essence or energy we call God or source, remember now, God in us, through us, and as us, is always available to be accessed and made part of consciousness. The nature of this energy is then understood to only be approached within such words as love, joy, peace, similar. This must needs be logical. Prayer, then, is how mind accesses this energy and once firm within consciousness does its transformational work. A well-rounded understanding of man and woman must also be at the foundation of this understanding of prayer. For if it is yet unworthy, sinful, undeserving, or worse, wicked, corrupt, or evil, then a logical foundation for affirmative prayer has nothing upon which to rest. For prayer now becomes more concerned with the need to placate a very angry and capricious God and hopefully escape being transported to a very warm place. This type of prayer is found throughout much of traditional Christianity. The Fillmores, co-founders of Unity, understanding of prayer was affirmative prayer, or prayer that acknowledges what in truth already is, but not an acknowledgement for the benefit of God or source energy but for the purpose of consciously drawing these pre-existent energies into consciousness where they can begin their transformational work. 
there and my concept of this ultimate energy we call God doesn't need to be extolled or praised no more than a non-anthropomorphic deity needs sacrifice. A brief review of the referenced lessons. God is an omnipresent energy out of which all life is extended. Spirit was used by our elder brother as an attempt to define the undefinable. But spirit is more a direction than a definition. The only form God has is its energy of life that is animating throughout the cosmos. It has been said previously, God in you, God through you, and God as you. No grandfather-type anthropomorphic deity up there, somewhere, is to be factored into this chapter, into this sharing. Then, generic man is an outpicturing of a perfect idea of man held in the creative essence of God, called in John 3.14, the only begotten Son. This often taught concept of original sin is an unfortunate aberration of a predisposition on the part of any who write or talk about it to have come from feelings of confusion. The idea of original virtue far speaks better to an innate God identity that exists within each and all. The upcoming sharing next week, Sin, will better and more completely speak to this. Saying this, it may be obvious that my concept of prayer absolutely cannot rest upon a belief held in consciousness that one is a sinner and in need of salvation. In truth, you, my listener, do not need salvation. You have never been lost. Prayer, then, is a tool of mind or thought that speaks the language of spirit of God. If it speaks the language of fear, anger, resentment, unworthiness, then as spoken to in the sharing of consciousness and compartmentalization, these negative energies will but more powerfully bring about more of their kind into one's life. Another vital point of understanding needs to be factored into this lesson. In an accurate sense, we are always thinking, and thinking is the tool we use to define dream, desire, plan, and request, which can be said to be prayer. Therefore, we are always in some posture of prayer as we cannot exit the process of thought. We are a perpetual and constant co-creator. It is who we are. We are always walking point in this creative mode. We cannot shut it off. Certainly, we can have specific moments that begin with a dear God and then punctuated when we think we are complete with an amen. What isn't realized by many is that it isn't then business as usual because the process of prayer continues and often negates the energies we were so careful to maintain following a preface of dear God. In our specific and fully conscious moments of prayer, the watchful word is affirmative. This means thoughts and words wisely chosen so as to synchronize with the nature of God. This nature can be acknowledged within many words, strength, abundance, wellness, insight, and so many more. In my times of prayer, 
I like to use the preparatory thought, I am created by and out of the source of the infinite universe, God. And then I stay with that thought until I receive what I sense to be an acknowledgement of this truth. Often it is a chill that runs throughout my body. Then I add what is a specific outcome, a wanted outcome from this knowing. Therefore, I thankfully acknowledge the abundance of the kingdom rushing to fulfill my every desire now. Therefore, I thankfully acknowledge the innate state of wellness within every cell of my body. Therefore, I thankfully acknowledge my instant access to the one mind that now reveals what I request to know and be. You might recognize that I have not used the word healing. This is on purpose. Remember, prayer is a vibrational tool of mind or thought that speaks the language of spirit. And if a focus is centered on what is wrong, which the word healing almost always does, then we are praying for more of where our focus has been placed. Wellness, equilibrium, wholeness, energy are better vibrational tools to use. Then, once we have said our Amen in a more formal setting of prayer, to then move into our moment and day with an ever-increased awareness that we are always thinking, hence we are always in prayer. So the ongoing opportunity is to be ever conscious of what we are praying or asking for. There is input that can serve us as well in this process. Monitor more and more the gut feelings that accompany your focus, any focus. Your higher self, your soul, always gives feedback. If something feels creepy, wrong, negative, icky, listen. Your solar plexus is talking to you, listen. And then purposefully make another choice for a focus even if it is a virtual uh, connotation of something pleasant and fun. Don't stay focused on something that has an accompanying emotional pointer that doesn't feel good. What about praying for others? Unity's, Unity School of Christianity 24-7 prayer ministry called Silent Unity is evidence of its effectiveness. At the core of what is important is to not see prayer as a tool to fix someone else, anyone else. Like the use of affirmative prayer in my life, in your life, praying for others uses the same principle as we envision within uh, the envelope of perfect expressing life abundance and peace, joy in their life, whatever uh, other God identification appears to be applicable. We envision another expressing perfectly within these principles. And as that focus is held within us, something wonderful takes place. Because there is always connectivity within oneness, this energy is then vibrationally and instantaneously vectored to the one for whom we pray. Often it appears to have the effect of temporarily overriding energies of choice that appear to be blocking the person's acceptance of the desired outcome of wholeness, abundance, and similar in their life. Praying for others cannot ever permanently transcend his or her consciousness and what is held 
therein to be true. But our energy of prayer for another does remain then constantly available for them once it is logical to move into a new awareness. Can we pray for groups of people as in names on our prayer list or names within a prayer chest? Why, of course. The analogy I like to use is each person, you, me, each, has a unique spiritual barcode and mind, using the energy of prayer, can direct this envelope of perfection anywhere. For this is the power that can be wielded. Remember God in us, through us, and as us. Again remember, you are created by and out of the source of the infinite universe. You always have been and always will be. Its nature is absolute love. Prayer is our tool for importing this awareness into consciousness. Said another way, prayer is our tool to become more consciously aware of what is already embedded deep within the truth of who and what we are. Then join me again next week for my next sharing, sin, what it is and what it isn't. And then, if it is wisdom for you, and only if it is wisdom, consider making a PayPal gift to my happy effort to share with you logicals understanding, unity's logicals understanding of life. Remember, you are blessed. <laughs>